Hey, this guy's podcast. It's the Fry Guy. What's up, man? How are you? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, man, a lot going on, and I feel like we need to kind of get right into it, and I'm excited. Fry Guy, I'm excited about Friday and this whole weekend. So when it comes to sports in this city, basketball is returning. Chicago Bulls, brand new team. Well, some of the same people, brand new uh, uh, team, uh, uh, coaching staff, uh, administrators. We're going to talk about that. But something that is really a coincidence, is it a coincidence that this weekend, two Houston teams will be in the city? Uh, the Houston Rockets taking on the Bulls at the United Center. We'll talk about that. But something that's really special. At Soldier Field, Deshaun Watson is coming to town with the Houston Texans. Why is this kind of, it's a lot going on with this. It's because now this is going to be the first time that Deshaun Watson is going to be playing at Soldier Field, right? Um, and if you go back, if you go back to it, um, his first game since the 2017 draft, in that draft, actually, we already kind of know what's going on. Uh, our pick was Mitchell Trubisky, but then you had Deshaun Watson. You had Patrick Mahomes out there, right? Wow. Look at all of the years uh, later here, and uh, what quarterback would you have picked? And, I mean, that's we, we could talk about that for a long time, but we didn't pick him. Deshaun Watson is going to be in town representing. They have a, um, right now, not so good of, a, of their record as, and they're going to be battling to try to even get into the playoffs. I don't even think they're going to make it, especially with their division. Uh, but with that being said, Fry Guy, uh, something interesting. So I'm really excited to know that uh, this weekend, um, two Houston teams coming to town. Um, and let's kind of pay, uh, kind of pay attention real quickly here to uh, what's going to happen on Sunday. Uh, I want to kind of go back to the Bears, the Chicago Bears, your team, my team. We love the Bears. Oh, but they are so disappointing. Uh, Trubisky on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. You know, Detroit is a team that we need to beat. We could have beat this team. 26 of 34 completions, 267 yards, not bad, a touchdown, uh, but sacked twice. And we know that that famous fumble on the nine-yard line, which actually cost us the game. Um, and we know that Detroit um, went on to win that game. And then this was so crazy because we were actually ahead in that game. Uh, a six-game losing streak right now. The Bears are who we thought they were. We started off five and one. I want everybody to remember that we were five and one when we started off. Uh, and now our record is horrible. Uh, and I'll let you get into a little bit of that. Detroit, they socked it to us. You don't want to lose to Detroit. You don't want to lose to, to Green Bay at all. You don't want to lose, period, right? And you're thinking that these teams, that maybe I could get a win against Detroit. You had them. Uh, but crazy coaching. Why not continue to run the ball? Um, and that that nine-yard fumble, my goodness. You know, I mean, we know that he fumbles. He was doing good up until that point, though, right? At the touchdown, you know, no interceptions, but we lost that game. And let me just say this. When Detroit, and we talked about this, okay, when Detroit was losing, what did they do? They decided to, to fire their head coach, to fire their general manager on Thanksgiving Day, and they come out and they beat the Bears. 
let me get your thoughts on that real quickly. You and I kind of talked about it, but the Bears are who we thought they are and who they are, are and where are they kind of crap. They are the losing Bears. Yeah, first off, when the when the Bears was five and one, let's be real. Like when we even knew that they were five and one, we were both skeptical. Like, uh, it don't feel like they're a five and one team. It it, it felt like it was fool's go. And now we're saying this is the Bears who we thought they were. The, like as you said, and the great uh, Dennis Green said before too. You that's a team you should beat in the Lions. Number one, the Lions didn't have their number one wide receiver in Kenny Galloway, and they didn't have their number one running back, which was uh, Swift. Didn't have him either. So you had two of their offensive, their top offensive playmakers not even in the game. You, you couldn't beat them. Number one, it was bad coaching. And Mr. Biscay, I want to say he did play okay up until that. He just had that one mistake. His quarterback rating was actually pretty good. But that comes from coaching, like you said. The reason why is you bench Mitch Trubisky because of the fact you say he need to release the ball quicker. Then why would you put him in a play where you know he has to take a five-step drop knowing that's not his game? You benched him for that, so why put that play in there for him to do if you know he wasn't capable of doing that? So that's bad coaching on one. So I give more of the blame to Matt Nagy on that one. And let's be real. Bears ain't making no playoffs. These are the games you're supposed to win. Bears ain't making the playoffs because right now they're tied for last in their division. They're tied with the Lions. And right now, the line, what they, they, they split right now. They're one and one. The Vikings are ahead of them, and the Packers are going to run away with it. This was a chance. They this was the easy part of their schedule. If they would have won out all these games, they had the Lions. They could have beat them. And the Texans. And you got Jaguars, Vikings. And at that time, the Packers, you probably could have beat them too because they probably would have sat out their players because they would have won the division by then. So you could have had a chance to get in there, especially with the expanded playoff, but you ruined that chance. And now Deshaun Watson's coming back, who already stated, saying he's not motivated by the Bears not picking him. He didn't really have much communication with him, so he don't care he's going to go out there and play his game. But overall, I think the Texans are going to beat the Bears. And I and, and I kind of want the Texans to beat the Bears because we need a change. We need a change in this because the coaching is bad. The quarterback play is bad. The offensive line is bad. You're not running the ball when Dave Montgomery is finally getting his groove back. It's just horrible all the way around what the Bears are doing. Changes need to happen. Like you said, they fired a coach. The Lions fired their coach in between time. That's normally not the Bears style. They normally don't fire a coach in between season. But some changes need to happen. And the owners and the ownership, it all starts from up top, need to look at themselves in the mirror and say, okay, we need to change something up because obviously what we're doing is not working. Yeah. We started off 5-1. and one. Five and one, bro. And people, believe me, just like you and I, skeptics were, ah, oh, yeah. But as they begin to lose those games and, and then offenses fell apart and then things will start falling apart, and it's like, well, maybe the Bears are not really that good, like what their record actually was, you know, saying in the beginning. And now you think, you would hope that they get a win against Houston, right? Because you feel like maybe they can beat that team, our defense. And then you got the Jaguars right after that, bro. You got the Jacksonville Jaguars, I do believe, right? Yes. Right after and here's the crazy thing, too, with Jacksonville. When they play Jacksonville, guess who might be the quarterback? It might be Mike Glennon, the guy who Ryan Pace signed first to give the deal to, gave him all that money, and you benched him after four games for, who else? Mr. Biscuit. It would be funny. You lost – you, you could have had Deshaun Watson, who was – I can understand you missing out on Pat Mahomes because nobody didn't know that he was going to be like that, but you knew who Deshaun Watson was. This man was coming out. He was a college player of the year. He beat Alabama. Like, he was coming off a national title, and you missed out on him. So, it'd be funny. You lose against him. Then you pay the guy, Mike Glennon, and then you might lose. If he's the quarterback for the Jaguars, you might lose against him. It's just a shot in the, in the face for Ryan Pace, and it was a shot in the face of, of Mr. Biscuit, all of them. And the, and the last thing I want to put on this, too, is 
really they were five and one. But some of them games, the reason why we skeptical, because some of them games they should have lost. They probably should have lost against the Lions the first time because the dude yeah. got the ball. They yeah. should have lost to the Falcons. But Nick Foles came out and just was Super Bowl Nick Foles at that time. So that's actually would have been two losses they should have had. The only legit good win that you felt good about was when they beat the Bucs. That, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Then that was a great game. I mean, they beat the Bucs, um, and uh, that's when Tom Brady was like, what? This is the, you remember his whole – I thought it was four. Four? I thought it was four? four. four. It was really, yeah, it was it four. Um, so the Bears are who we thought they were, and if we think it's going to get better, it's not. Bear fans, bear down. What are we going to bear down to do? Um, we need to see wins. I mean, it's all about wins and losers, and we know that. But we want to see our team do better than what they have done. And I know it's been a tough year. It's been a, the COVID season. Oh, my God. Just games uh, that were normally scheduled. Now you got games all out the place. Tuesday, games being played on Tuesday. Games being played on Wednesday. Uh, there's a Thursday night game. Right. So, and then schedules all over the place. But is there really any excuses? And, and when I hear Coach Nagy at the podium, it's like he's bewildered. It's like he shouldn't even be up there talking because he's putting them. It's like he's digging himself in a hole. It's like he sounds horrible. He sounds bad from a head coach of a yeah. of a third of a, of a Chicago Bears. Here's the crazy thing too: is I know we want to see wins. Me personally, I already said I don't want to see wins because you know what's going to happen. It gives the ownership an excuse to keep this team around, keep the same coaching staff, the same players. We're right now what you call in football hell. Even if you win these games, are we making the playoffs really? There's a lot of teams that's ahead of us. So you do all these wins. You keep the same people around. You didn't get nowhere. You can't really draft nobody because you're in the middle of the round. So you can't get really the best players. This is the worst position to be in. That's why, personally, I hope they lose so we can see some changes happen. I I, I really don't wish people to get fired, but you had your chances. And you're these fired. were your chances. It ain't like you're one time. Fired. Right. It's, yeah. time, it's about that time. Hey, man. I don't want to give them a you know, it's a business. Wins, but no, nah, not this time. It's a business. All right? It's a business, right? People get fired. People get hired. How, we, how are we going to make our team better? How are we going to make our team better? What do you need to do? Well, we need to do something totally different than what we have been doing. And it seems like we always do the same Oh, here's the thing. When the Bears make moves, people are happy for a minute. Yeah, we are happy. And then all of a sudden, it seems like that bad luck. Here it comes. Something is like it always happens. And poor Virginia McCaskey. What is she, like 100 and some odd years old now? Yeah, Dude, 90, I mean, 98. She's, but she's way, yeah. yeah, she's way up there. She's been waiting. You see her sometime at the games, right, Fry Guy? She's in there. She's waiting, you know. It's, 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 it's just so sad. It, it is. Can't even it, get a win. It, it's, but see, that's what it's saying. It starts with ownership, though. I'm not going to put this on Virginia. I know she's just watching. But yeah, I, their family watching. is ownership. And ever since, yeah. I think it was, it was George McCaskey, ever since he stepped into it, like, they haven't had a winning season. And I don't know when. I think they only made the playoffs once since he became, like, the full owner. So changes definitely need to happen. That's what I say. It all starts from up top. Yeah, yeah, we can blame Pace. We can blame Tr Nagy, Trubisky. But it also starts with that ownership up top. And changes need to happen. I know yeah. they're not going to give away ownership. Yeah. But think about it. Chicago teams win off when ownership changes. Cubs start winning, change ownership. Blackhawks yeah. won, change ownership. That's when normally stuff happens. So I'm just saying. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and 
if they just tank this season, I mean, they lose to Houston, they lose to Jaguars. I'm just saying, think about it coming up. But here's the thing I want to kind of throw out too now. Um, and we're going to move on to the Bulls, right? Because they have, they're also playing another Houston team, right? We'll talk about it in just a minute, but I'm going to say this about the Bears. I really don't know what to say. Sometimes I, I'm kind of like, you know, like, at, you know, I don't That's know. That's how I had I try to form my way down, and I can't, I try, they can't come out. But here's the thing. I want them to win. I want them to be successful. I want to see us win a Super Bowl. I feel like our city can do it. And I feel like we have, they're great players on our teams. We have, you know, but here's the thing. We don't run the damn ball. You got a running back who's a great running back. You go away from running the ball. I don't understand that. You want to throw, run the damn ball. You're successful running the ball. Run the ball. But guess what? That's me. I'm not the coach. I'm not the coach. I should be the coach. They should have me over there because guess what? I'll be running the damn ball. It just don't. It just don't make no sense. I just don't understand it. Like, I, yes, I, I'm a Bears fan. I want to see the Bears win the Super Bowl. It ain't gonna be this year, and it ain't no. gonna be with this regime. It ain't no. gonna be with this regime. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, it, it's just, it's just a mess over there. It is a mess over there. Uh, it was a mess also this past season for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, 22 and 43. That was their record that they ended with. Uh, 23. I'm sorry, 22 and 43. Um, they were not even invited into the bubble. I mean, that's how bad it was. So this year, fourth overall pick, uh, the small forward Patrick Williams. Um, happy to have him. I'm, I, I, Florida. He's a Florida dude. Uh, Seminoles. You love the Seminoles. Spry guy, do you love the Seminoles? But he's a Florida dude. Um, and, of course, the 44th pick now, the Bears, I think we kind of talked about what they did on the draft. I think they did really good. A 44th pick, I think, overall pick, they got their center, Marco Simonovic. How you have Simonovic? Montenegro. That's the last yeah. name is Montenegro. Um, yeah. We got to get this right. He's a stash player right now. Yeah, he's, he's a stash come, player. He's, yeah, yeah. He's but you never know what he could. Yeah, he's a stasher. Yeah. He's a so Euro first, pre first preseason game is this Friday. The Houston Rockets are coming to town. And we're going to talk about the, the Bulls being able to turn around. I'm really excited about this because now basketball is back. It will be at the United Center. This will be a home game. Billy Donovan and a whole brand new regime. And I heard uh, the coach talking the other day on a local news station and they were talking about COVID because they were saying, coach, are you really concerned? He says, yes. He said, yes, it's something to be concerned about because he said, you never know if that, that that time may come, but what they have to do is what they do is plan accordingly, right? Because as you know, COVID has been on the uprise and we're going to talk about a little of that coming up, especially in our city and in our state, but it's all around. It's been hitting the NFL, as we just mentioned. And now these guys are not going to, they're playing, going to be at the United Center. So it's something to kind of look out for, but I'm excited about this brand new, new regime, uh, no longer Paxson and Foreman, right? Can we do something? Can we turn it around? Uh, my belief is that they can. I, I'm, I'm excited about it because it's, it's, a, it's a new beginning, right? Um, and with some of our players that we already have, I feel like facing a Houston team with Harden, I hope he finally came to, he, he's not sitting down. I think he'll be playing. Won't he be playing? I don't he think he's playing. No, he's I don't think he's going to be playing. He got to get six. He got to get six, what, negative tests. I don't think he's going to yeah, be able to play in He time should be playing because tomorrow. he went to that yeah. doggone party. 
maybe the next one. Yeah. Maybe the next one. Uh, but here we got, we got the Houston Rockets. Brandon, are you excited about the Chicago Bulls, this, this new season and this new era? Yeah, I am a little, I am excited. I'm excited to see how Billy Donovan and them actually having an offensive scheme and a defensive scheme is really going to work. Cause Billy Donovan, I mean, uh, Jim, Oh God, Jim Boylan. Yeah. I Jim Boylan. Oh, it's just, it's just a name you want to forget. Yeah. Right. That's the name I want to forget. But just the <laughs> fact, like, he, I don't know what he was doing. So it's just good to see somewhat of a structure for this team. And I really, this time, I want to see the development of certain players. I want to see how all these players fit within this new system. I want to see the development of Kobe White. I want to see how Zach Levine do. And I want to see the rookie of uh, Patrick Williams. And I do want to see Mar uh, Marketing and Wendell Carter. So I'm excited to see how this team plays. And I think they do have a chance to turn around, especially with the new rules now, because we're, Long if you in that like tenth to seventh seed, you can battle to get in that playoffs. And I think in the East, the Bulls got a chance to do it. Long if they can stay healthy, because we are doing COVID times and we see how it's happening with the NCAA and we see how it's happening with the NFL. Long if they can stay healthy, I mean, the Bulls might do something. And think about it like this too: with the first half of the season, you know, some of the good teams, their star players might have some rest games. Um, because they they had a shortened season. This is remember the NBA. This is the shortest turnaround from season to season. I think it was like seventy days. So it's a really quick turnaround. So they already said they lift the rules where players, the star players, can't really rest on national games, but they can rest certain other games. So they'll look at the Bulls. The Bulls are not that team yet. So that's a team would say, if I'm LeBron James, you know what? I'm gonna sit this game out. It's against the Bulls, which means that's a chance where we can win pick up a win and get into the playoffs. So I'm excited. I just want to see the development and I want to see how far this team can go. Cause it's time to take another step. Can't wait, man. I can't wait, but really something special happening this weekend. Um, you got two of these Texas teams here and it's just kind of funny at the same time, you got the Friday and then of course we got Sunday. Can Eight we down. win both of these games? Now, wouldn't it be great if the Bulls win their first preseason game against them? Wouldn't we, you love it? And then yep. if the bears somehow can, pull it together to beat the Houston Texans? I doubt it. Uh, yes. I, th I think that Deshaun Watson is going to be throwing that ball all over the place, even with our defense. But And and I, and he's going to be running too. So uh, it's going to be something. Looking forward to the um, to the Bulls, though, man. We're going to have to talk because we need to be there. We need to get to some of these games. I don't, I don't I know, know how they're going to do guy, it. I heard you got the hookup. But anyway, let me say, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard you got the hookup. Let's talk about uh, this big fight now. Uh Floyd Mayweather, he is just a money-making machine. Here this guy is about to fight in February, uh, and it's Jake Paul. Am I right? Am I right? Mm -hmm. Jake mm -hmm. Paul, tell us who Jake Paul is. Jake Paul is a famous YouTuber. So he was, he's was he been doing it big for, before YouTube was really a thing. So Jake Paul's been out there doing his thing, YouTube, and then I guess he decided I'm going to pick up fighting. So I'm going to start doing that. And I got to give it to the kid, man. The kid can box. The, the kid, I've been seeing videos of him. The kid can legit box. This is not no gimmick. Obviously, you know, he knocked out Nate Robinson. So, I mean, he can box. But Floyd, like you said, genius, man. Money-making machine. Like, okay, Jake Paul's the biggest name out right now. This is a nice little exhibition for me. I can get a little money. It's a nice payout for him. Hey, and people going to watch. So, genius, genius. Forget about that. I think I need to get ready to get myself together. I'm getting into some training because if Jake Paul could do it, and he's his YouTuber. I need to be like, look, because I know I don't have to win. I don't have to win. I'm still going to get a nice purse, right, afterwards. I'm going to get the, the, the loser's purse. 
whatever that is. Uh, you don't want you want to end up like Nate Robinson. That be careful now. Make sure you're yeah, training. Make I, sure you get, was, get they, really they all got years of training. Nate Robinson just popped up and like a few, did it for like a few months and said, "Okay, I'm ready." And Let's he got step. knocked up. I mean, I don't want to say it, but he did. It was horrible. I mean, Lord have mercy, poor. Glad Nate. he's okay. I'm glad he's okay too, B. Uh, so we're looking forward to this fight. That fight is going to be sometime. I think that's in February. Am I correct? February yep. or January. Uh, yep. That's coming up. Um, let's switch gears and let's go to the Grammys. Um, the Grammy nominations uh, came out and they were announced November 24th. Now I want to kind of talk a little bit. Um, there's some kind of, there's a lot of things I want us to get to the weekend piece, but some of the biggest pieces. So we know that the Grammy is like the biggest award that you could get if you're like in the music world, right? So the right. Oscar is like that big achievement uh, as far as it's the biggest, if you're an actor and you um, you win that Oscar, uh, it's it's big. The Grammy is just the equivalent, but it's in the music situation. But you win a Grammy. Here's the thing about it: you could be nominated for a Grammy, and it still carries weight. Yep. Same thing with yep. being nominated for an Oscar. You know, have you ever heard that Grammy nominated, but not mm -hmm. actually winning? But yes, yep. so it does. It's a lot of weight. Carries a lot of weight. But the Grammy nominations um, have come out. And I want to kind of talk about record of the year. So I'm going to give you record of the year. I want to, and I'm going to tell you the people that are on. You may know some of these artists. And okay. I want you to tell me uh, who you think is going to win. Now, I know it's kind of like we're way before. I mean, because it's coming out. The Grammys is not happening yet. It's going to happen in January. February. Yeah, in, like in February. Because you got February, you got the Super Bowl, and then you got the yeah. Grammy. So it's going to be kind of right. right back there. So here's record of the year. You got Beyonce. You've got uh, Black Pumas. You've got The Baby featuring Roddy Rich. You get Billie Eilish, who I really, really like, and uh, I would be surprised if she doesn't win. Um, you got Doja Cat, you get um, Dua Lipa, uh, I'm kind of feeling her, Dua Lipa, she's new, but I don't know. You got Post Malone, and you get Megan The Stallion featuring Beyonce. Out of that record of the year category, uh, without all the politics being involved, who do you think is gonna win, Bright Guy? Honestly, and, and I hate to say it, I actually think it is going to be, you got two heavyweight names. You got Megan Thee Stallion and you got Beyonce. And Beyonce's name alone just carries weight. You just said her name twice in there, so that, that tells you something alone. But this has kind of been Megan's year. She's already been like... And, and, and that's for record of the year, Savage, for those yeah, who don't right. know. Yeah, yeah, so, and I just feel like this has been her year because, I mean, she's been all over magazines. I think she was like Woman of the Year or something like that. She's been in GQ. She just dropped her album, too. I mean, she's really this. Is, she's been dominating this year, carrying off from last year. Obviously, with the news involved too, it just it just seems like it's gonna go to her. I, I would actually be more shocked if it didn't go to her, especially for record of the year. I know she's gonna leave out with some Grammys, but definitely, I think she's gonna do that. I mean, she's all over national TV. I don't really see Billie Eilish too much, like too much. So I really think it's gonna be Megan Thee Stallion. Okay, so we got that. So keep that pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with Billie Eilish on that with her "Everything I Want" an album. I just think that. You know, last year she she picked up. Uh, I think it's between those. I like Megan, and I think that you know Megan and and both of them. We don't know though. You still don't know because this thing yeah. can go. You you and I both picked them, but it actually can go to Post Malone. Who knows? True. Yeah, he's a dark horse too. Always, he's always the one that can always sneak up and win too. All right. So album of the year, you've got uh, Janae Aiko. Is that right? Mm hmm. How you pronounce her name? How you say it? Janae Aiko. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you got Black Pumas, you got uh, Coldplay. I really like Coldplay. I love Coldplay. Uh, you've got uh, Jacob Collier, you've got Haim, I believe you got Dua Lipa. She's back 
in it, and you got Post Malone and Taylor Swift. This is album of the year. If you had to pick one, which one would you pick? Taylor Swift. Like it's it's it's, it's anytime Taylor for Swift album drops, of the year. Yeah, every time Taylor Swift drops, she does crazy numbers. The only the only dark horse that I would give is probably Post Malone, but I, I really think Ta- Taylor Swift dominates the charts. She, like she's, I mean, always been good with the Grammys and always got a good relationship with them. And yeah. especially if they perform too, if they perform, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to see Coldplay win. I like Coldplay. I don't know. I mean, just saying, but who knows? And Dua Lipa, I really like, but she's got some really nice songs. You know, I'm. She's a brand new artist, and I, you know, pop, political. I just, I, I just think that who knows? I. We don't know. I'd be really shocked when brand new artists come out and they already win the biggest, the top biggest re- uh, awards right away. I think they win something smaller, more in their category and their field and their genre. I yeah. never see them right off the top winning the biggest award right away. All right. So um, moving on, song of the year, you got Black Parade. Uh, then you've got The Box. Uh, this is songs of the year. I don't know if you heard of yeah. this. With, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. You got, uh, you got Cardigan. You've got uh, Don't Start Now. That's Dua Lipa. Don't Start Now. Okay. That, that song. Uh, and then you've got Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish. There she is again. I Can't Breathe. Uh, and then you've got If the World Was Ending, and that's Julia Michaels and, um, you know, Julia Michaels and some other people are some songwriters. So there you have it. And Song of the Year, who do you, who do, who would you say Song of the Year is going to go to? Personally, I would want Roddy Rich, the box to win, but I think yeah. it's gonna go to I think it's gonna go to Billie Eilish though. I mean, if you you nominated that much, eventually, like yeah. I said, Roddy Rich is still. I'm, I'm real big on like people who they first come out. Roddy Rich, that was his first like his debut album. Yeah. I'm always weird with new artists winning like the big awards right away. Even though the box dominated and set a record being the number one song for so long, yeah. that's why me personally, I think it should be him. But I think it's gonna go to Billie Eilish. All right, so you say Billie Eilish. I like Billie Eilish. I'm going to go with Billie Eilish also, too, as far as song of the year. Fry Guy, let's move to best new artist, Ingrid Andrus, uh, Phoebe Bridges, uh, Sheikah, Noah Cyrus, D Smoke, uh, Doja Cat, uh, and Megan The Stallion. Oh, you already said it, Megan The Stallion. I mean, I like some names on that. Shout out to D Smoke. D Smoke is a really good artist to listen to, but, and Doja, Doja Cat might give a run for it, too, but like I said, this has been making the stallions. Yeah, I, I know she's a new artist, but she was, she's been dominating last year too. On top of that, so I, I just really think that she's. This is just her year. You can't be nominated so many times. You are gonna win something. I want to see her win a lot, and yeah. hopefully she will win. Like you said, I mean, best new artist. I think that there may yes. be an upset. It may be a surprise. Megan the stallion may win. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the controversies. The weekend was snubbed. We know that he was snubbed. He received zero nominations from the Grammys. Uh, but yeah. he was nominated in several categories. This is what's so crazy at the American Music Awards yeah. uh, that actually just happened on the 22nd. Yes. But he got mm-hmm. no Grammy nods. And coincidentally, he's going to be doing what? He is the halftime performance at the Super Bowl. Did they do this guy wrong? Is he feeling bad? Did somebody miss out? What's going on here? Is it a mistake? What's your this thought? Is- this is the classic thing of the Grammys always dropping the ball. They always drop the ball every year to me. How are you going to have a person who's had the number one song? He had two number one songs, you know? So he had two number one songs, dominate. This man obviously is a big dude because he's obviously performing the Super Bowl halftime. Not a lot of, only the biggest artists do those. And had a great album too. I think maybe the number one R&B album to, to not be nominated. And they pretty much, what the controversy is was, they pretty much told him, hey, 
either it's going to be us or the Super Bowl. And he already made a prior commitment to the Super Bowl, so he said the Super Bowl. And because of that, you don't reward him or nominate him for anything. And, and that's my only knock about the Grammys. I get it, and I get why certain artists get upset when they're not nominated or and then they say, you know, F the Grammys and all this other stuff. And we, like you said before, the Grammys do hold weight. But on the flip side, how I feel, who cares what the Grammys think of your music? Like, who... Who is the Grammys to say your music is not valuable or to say, like, you need the Grammys? And on the flip side, I do understand these artists, they get upset and they say F the Grammys. But at the same time, you guys do have to submit your music to the Grammys for that to happen. So well, it's, it's almost that. like. But I think that. It's the Grammys. And, and, and until you win a Grammy acceptance wise and some people until you get into certain areas. You know, even if the, that nomination, it does. Yeah, they may say that, but I'm sure that any one of them would want to win. I, I agree. No, I agree with Grammys. you there. I agree. I would, like, perfect example, if I'm going to say F the Grammys, that, that I'm being a hypocrite because it shows like, well, you're saying that because you obviously submitted your music to them. So if you allowed them to submit your song or your record <laughs> to it, that means you obviously wanted the Grammys. But what I'm saying is at the same time, the Grammys, let's be real. I know the board of the Grammys, and you can research it. The majority of the Grammy board is older white people that do the Grammys. Out of touch. Okay? Right. Which is a little bit out of touch. So which which is which is fine. Like, I mean, I get it. You want that Grammy nomination or be you want that award. Cause yes, it, it does. You you want to win awards. I get that. But who are who are they to dictate your music or to dictate what you say? I actually commend the weekend. Granted, I don't, I'm not too big on performance super, but the fact is saying, like, look, I'm not going pretty much it's a it's a political politic game to pretty much be nominated for the Grammy. So that's what it looks like. It ain't really looking like, oh, you really value my music. That's what I'm saying. So it's the fact is the weekend has great music that he just dropped, and he's not nominated at all because he decided to do the Super Bowl. So, is the Grammys really valuing music, or is it really just a politic game? That's that's mm. my issue with it. And with that being said, Justin Bieber, who I really like, um, and uh, have always liked the the Bieb, uh, and I and like the way the Bieb has kind of matured. I really have um, because it's really hard when you come from a, a child actor or and you're in the business, and to be able to to be able to make those strides because sometimes it's difficult, but, um, and throughout, throughout all of the stuff that he's gone through in his young life, just his, the way he's been matured in his music. Let me say this. He was nominated in the pop category. Okay. But Justin says, and I'm going to quote, he feels like it should have been, um, in the rap category. Uh, and let me just say this. This is, and I'm going to quote what Justin says. He wrote a letter to the Grammys. He says, I am flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my artistry. He posted this to Instagram. He says, I'm very meticulous and intentional about my music. With that being said, he said, I set out to make an R&B album. This is Justin. He said he set out to make it the new album called Changes. And he said that he wanted to be in my excuse, excuse me, I said rap. He wanted to be acknowledged uh, in the R&B category. I haven't listened to the whole album, but I have listened to one song that I think it's dynamite. And that's one song that's called uh, Lonely. And he's talking, it's maybe two or three minutes. He's sitting down and it's um, the, he's talking about his life from being a kid and growing up and uh, 
throughout all the money and the riches and the success, how he is feeling right now, how you know that you could still be lonely and still have all of that. But how he's feeling now. And I think that he's done really good now with some of the writers that he's kind of hooked up with. But to his credit, does he, I don't know if you've heard it. Now, what do you think? Does he have any beef here? It does, should his album? Yeah, I, I've heard some of it. Uh, an R&B album? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. First, uh, first, I thought you said rap, and I was like, "Oh God, no!" No, but not rap. That, that was crazy. I meant the yeah. yeah. But R and B, I can see that. I mean, Justin's yeah. always been working with. I mean, I know he writes some of his music. I know a lot of his writers are more R and B artists who writes his music. I know he got R and B producers. I know his mentor was Usher, so who is an R and B artist. But at the same time, maybe he should have been nominated both. Maybe should have been pop and R and B. I can see that. Um, I, I really wouldn't have no complaint with that if he's saying I should be an R&B. I, I could see that. I, I wouldn't oppose to that at yeah. all. But like well, I it's said, not you know, a, it's, it's yeah. very, it's not a controversy. It's, a lot of people are giving him some flack on it. They're saying, what? What do you mean? Uh, so people are going back both ways, but he, he made the post on uh, Instagram and said the reason why. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can go to Justin Beeb's uh, Instagram and find out if that's even still posted. But um, I like the Beeb. Um, you know, either way, I think he has a, I, from what I've heard on the album, Chases, I think there's some really good songs on there. Uh, and uh, I've seen some of the things that he's already performed. Uh, he was on Seventh Day Night Live performing some of that brand new stuff off the album. Uh, but it's the beat. So we'll see. I'm excited about the Grammys. We'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Uh, Megan the Stallion? We don't know. Uh, she could actually walk away with everything. I know those nominations. So this could actually be her year. But then again, we're always surprised. Right, Fry Guy? Mm -hmm, you right. never know. Uh, let's talk about uh, Tayana Taylor. She's retiring early. People were saying why, uh, but give us the scoop on why she's uh, retiring uh, after being only in the business for 30 years. She started when she was young. Yes, yes, so yes. talk about her early retirement. Yes, yes. So Tayana Taylor been in the game for a while. I mean, if you don't know, if you like some of the younger days, Tayana Taylor used to be on MTV. She had this, my super, super sweet 16 and stuff like that. She was signed first underneath for uh Pharrell and just lastly she's with Kanye West with good music um she feels underappreciated which I can understand that because she just put a great body of work she's probably been like out of everybody out of Kanye West label probably been put out the best quality of music and it's just sad that she's now announcing her retirement because she says she feels underappreciated she feel like her music is, is not getting appreciated and it's really the industry pretty much and I always say this I never, I get it because people get excited. You just want that exposure. But it's it's tough to be signed underneath an artist who's also yeah. trying to put themselves out. And that yeah, can and, be the and, problem in itself. Yeah, as you mentioned, it's the record label. It was the record label and the frustration because of that. And when you have that and the record label was good music slash Def Jam. So it's basically good music is under the Def Jam umbrella. And so uh, I guess she's kind of fed up with a lot of that stuff. But yeah, that's all, all it is. Yeah, but she's done a whole lot. But her early retirement, oh my God. Really. She'll be back. Yeah. She'll be back. They all retire. They'll know. come back. They'll we'll be back. see what happens with we'll that. Final thoughts, my brother. Uh, what are your final thoughts before we wrap up? Hey, this guy's podcast. And y'all, y'all better subscribe to us. Subscribe, subscribe. Uh, we're on Apple and Spotify uh, and we're on radio.com. But uh, Fry Guy, your final thoughts for uh, this evening? Okay, but my final thoughts is really, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the True Kitchen situation. I know we've been gone for a little bit, but um, obviously, if you don't know about the True Kitchen situation, it's, it's a restaurant in Dallas, Texas, uh, pretty much it's black owned. Uh, the owner was upset because women were dancing and he decided- They were twerking, weren't they? Yeah, they were twerking. 
they were yeah. twerking. And uh, he pretty much said, um, pretty much, if y'all don't, I don't want y'all dancing. If you don't like it, get out. Um, I'm trying, <laughs> I just want to state my stance on it, and which is it's going to not really be a, a true stance. You're going to say, well, what really was your stance? On one side, yes, I agree. This is a certain step. So I don't want you guys dancing. Don't do that. I think his approach was horrible. You don't curse at people. You don't, How are you going to be a professional? You don't curse at people. And on the same time on that, you're saying don't do that, but you're playing songs like WAP, throw that thing in a circle. Uh, pretty much like, come on now. Like you're playing these songs, but yet you're saying, I don't, I don't want that here. But on the same time, I get it. You know, people shouldn't be dancing. You should have some self-reserves and not dance. But on the flip side, you're playing that. I would just say he should have handled it a little bit better. You know, probably more calmly say that and please don't do that. And I saw videos of him trying to say and maybe it was just too many people and he had fed up. And then next time put a sign and say we don't do that here. But I mean, watch your music choice then. Play play some R and B, play some smooth stuff, play some stuff where people just gonna nod and vibe to maybe. Man, you not, put, the, maybe you not put some music on. Let me tell you something. You put some good music on, man. The sisters are feeling it, man. Let me tell you, you put some good music on, man. And you and you tell you telling me I could do this, but I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? But you put some, you mean to tell me, you know. And like you said, how he responded and went back, you know, come on, there's a way to do things. Yeah. Right. But I can tell you about this true kitchen. Everybody wants to get there now. They want to go to this true kitchen. Um, they want to see what the hype is about. That's what it is. If your stuff go viral, sometimes uh, any news is good news. Yeah. Good or bad. It's good Could news. It, yeah, good news. Could it have been staged? Who knows? I don't know. Hey, you never know. I, uh, my final thoughts for today, ladies and gentlemen, COVID um, is still around. Uh, the numbers are going up. And the good part about this is that there are vaccines on the horizon, right? There are vaccines on the horizon. I just heard too today that AstraZeneca, one of the pharmaceuticals uh, companies that are, are actually has a uh, vaccine for COVID are, do, are gonna be, um, Right over here at Rush University, right downtown over here at Rush University, they got they're going what they're doing. They're going to be paying people, people of color, right, mm -hmm. um, African Americans, Hispanics, to be able to come over there. They're going to pay you uh, so that you can get the vaccine because they want to know to you know how many people as they begin to to give this vaccine and people get it. There are side effects already, you know. Uh, but the first people that kind of actually get it, we saw it on TV the other day. I thought it was really amazing in the UK. Um, you got you got a woman that was in her 80s or 90s and a guy, another guy that got the vaccine. And um, and so, yeah, the vaccine is coming. COVID is still out here. But will you feel safe taking the vaccine? Um, and they did a study and it was really amazing because those numbers, you would think that everybody would say, hey, but there were it was mixed. It was really mixed on the number of people that want to take the vaccine right away. I want to urge everybody to think about it. Um, we understand that here in our area that the first people that will be getting the vaccine are gonna be those frontline workers, those, those workers that come and that are battling COVID every day. Um, some of the, the, those nursing homes and, uh, but eventually they're gonna to get to everyone, but COVID is real. People are still dying from it. How do we, um, how do we get through it? Well, you wear your mask, you put your mask on. I still have mine, here's, here's my dog on mask, I wear it. Wear the mask. Uh, it does cut down the spread. Be careful where you are. Uh, six distance of separation and keeping your distance and all of those things. Let's remember to use our common sense and wisdom. Uh, and I believe we're going to get through this thing. Um, the vaccines are here. 
Uh, people need to get back to work. Our economies need to get back to work. You even mentioned it, bro. CPS, um, Chicago Public Schools, right? Um, they, we, they kind of talked about the in-person learning, uh, but hey, is that, are you, are you comfortable with that? Are people comfortable? Um, but, but we get it. Um, there are other places in other cities that are doing worse, right? Cities that have to close, and we mentioned it, uh, like what, LA? LA, California is doing it, yeah. You know, talk about complete shutdown. Yeah. Do we want to get back to that? No. Oh my God, because I wouldn't be here right now in this place recording the podcast if there was right. a complete shutdown. So right. we need to kind of try to maintain what we're doing. But here we have another holiday coming up, ladies and gentlemen, and it's Christmas, right? People want to spend time with their families, right? Yeah. But let's, let's think about it. Let's use wisdom. Let's use common sense, right? One yes. thing I want to say, I want to add on to that with what you were saying. Yes, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, the vaccines are coming. Um, I completely agree. Let's make sure we're wearing a mask. Stay safe. Winter time is coming up. So um, the winter break is coming up. So just be careful. You know, yeah. if you are going to travel, that's fine. Just make sure you're safe. Try to uh, quarantine for 14 days if you can. Yeah. Uh, about the vaccine, I can understand if people are a little mixed about it. Um, I do understand it because the fact is that they are paying people to take the vaccine when I'm like, oh, why we need to get paid? Because there is side effects. That's why I said, if I, you asked me, you know, shows early, would I take the vaccine? I said, I would wait to see how the, how other people will respond to yeah. the intake. I've never been the first to jump out and get it first. Cause I don't know what can happen. Yeah. So I, I do understand that. I can understand the mixed bag on it, but I do want to say this, the fact that these vaccines now granted, this is the only thing that's troubling in the world to me. Okay, the COVID has happened. It really hit, what, like pretty much a year ago, like February, well, really December, but then it really hit us hard, kind of like February, March. Yeah, they're talking about it was in December now because of some of those tests that they've gone back to take, like blood tests of people entering the right. hospitals back then. It really was coming like, oh my December. God, this thing was here. Yeah. Yeah, it was really December, but it really hit us hard. We all, when it came more national, about like February, March, yeah. it really hit. So here it is, and the vaccine is coming, would you say like less than a year, correct? So the thing that worries me, and this, and it could work, and the vaccine could work, and everything would be fine, and, and, and the economy's back in order, and that's a great thing. But the thing that troubles me a little bit, what's going on in this world, that you saw how quickly we can get a COVID vaccine, but what about for, but what about for cancer? What about for, what about for AIDS? What about these things that's going on? And you could quickly get that, but there's no cure for other things. That's just the only thing that troubles me, and how quickly we can get this vaccine but we don't got the right medicine and all this other stuff for cancer and AIDS. That just makes me a little eerie on just what the world is. Nothing to do with COVID, just eerie on what this world is going to. It's kind of weird to me. And it kind of makes you feel like, wow, if you could actually come up with the vaccine. That quick. That quick. Like you said, mm -hmm. not even a year's time. Because we heard, remember, we heard could be 21, could be 22, yeah. could be 23. And now it might be, now here it is, coming early, early than what we expected. And, and we're hearing all this stuff. That's the only thing that troubles. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theory. It's just, I mean, but it's true. A vaccine is coming, but we still don't have nothing for like cancer, AIDS, anything like that, which is kind of weird. Diabetes, heart Diabetes? failure, yes. all, Alzheimer's. All of this. Like stuff Are you that kidding you me? Know that can help. All of this stuff that can help because people die from stuff yeah. like this. They're dying from stuff like that too. So I'm just, I mean, obviously COVID's huge and a big story, but what about hey. this 
Hey man, it's a big business, man. This the yeah. drug, the pharmaceutical, it's big business, bro. And uh, the United States, let me tell you, we pay so much more than any other country as far as when it comes to prescription drugs, which we yeah. shouldn't. It's ridiculous. But yeah. I'm not gonna go there this on this podcast. Yeah. Hey, this guy's podcast on Spotify and on radio.com and on Apple Podcasts. We're all over the place. Tell your friends. We'll talk back with you again next time. Hey man, happy anniversary to you and your wife coming up. Just wanted to give a happy little, little quick shout out. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.